one of the things I just remember him saying about books, and as you, it's hard to remember this, but there was a time that Amazon was only a bookstore. But Jeff said one of the great things about literature, one of the great things about books, is you get to live other people's lives vicariously. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Ian Freed with Bamboo Learning. Their motto, learn with joy, find your voice. Discover the joy of reading and master comprehension with the unique voice-enabled literacy program for children ages 5 to 11. Welcome, Ian. Thank you, Lori. It's it's nice for you to have have me join you again. I enjoyed last time so much. I went home and I made an account. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then I had to pretend how old I was. Yeah. Well, you know, some of the challenges are we have to remember some of the different things we covered when we were kids. So right. Uh, it's like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I am really excited to follow up with you on this. First, let's let people know what Bamboo Learning is all about. But then you said you had some fun new things going on. Yeah, absolutely. So Bamboo Learning is a startup based here in Seattle. And uh, our mission is really to help children with learning using voice-based education products. Much of what we started with was all uh, delivered for uh, the Amazon voice products, but our brand new product is available now on iPads and iPhones, and it's called the Bamboo Learning app. Pretty simple. You just find it in the app store. Nice. It can play like on Alexa as well as on the app at home. That's right. On Alexa, it's called the Bamboo Learning Alexa skill. On the iPad, it's just called the Bamboo Learning app. Great. And I know that with COVID, that sort of jump-started everything you guys were doing because kids were stuck at home. So why don't you tell us a little bit about if a kid gets onto either the app or the computer program and walk us through it. Yeah, no, happy to do that. So, you know, as a parent or grandparent, you can just go to an iPad and look in the app store for Bamboo Learning and you download it. And when you install, you can actually set up uh, up to six kids on one account in your family. And so as a parent, you just go in, put in your email, a password, and then for each child, you assign them uh, what we call an animal avatar. And so it's basically a personality for that child. Uh, they can pick from a tiger or a, and the, the tiger roars and uh, a frog, uh, ribbits. Uh, there's a pony and a cat and a few others. Isn't there uh, an elephant? There's an elephant. I, yeah, I so chose the elephant. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people love the elephant. I like to joke that you probably want the, the kindergartner to be the elephant or the tiger so they can be bigger than their older sibling who might be a frog or a cat or something. <laughs> so you can set up, let's say, up to six kids, you know, two or three, most people might have two or three in their family. And then after you finish setting everything up, and that takes like one minute or less, then you start learning. And there's literally a button that says start learning. And if you set up, let's say the elephant, the tiger, and the frog in your family, when it goes to that homepage uh, in the app, it'll show literally just a, a big picture of a tiger, an elephant, and a frog. And whoever wants to turn, and, and there's a, a narrator who says, you know, who would like a turn, elephant, tiger, or frog, and just tap 
the avatar to start. So if if our tiger kindergartner wants to start first, they just tap the tiger. We've automatically designed different stories for children based on their grade level. So uh, the kindergartner will get stories designed for a kindergartner. Let's say the frog is a fourth grader. They, those will be much more advanced stories for the fourth grader. And so they'll get to pick uh, from both fiction and nonfiction books. So maybe our kindergartner might do the three little pigs, but they can change as many times as they want. And, and there'll be a choice of probably about, well, there's over a hundred books total. So each grade from kindergarten through fifth grade will have about somewhere between 15 and 20 books uh, that they can choose from. And then what happens is uh, this is kind of unique for the iPad, a little bit different than on the Alexa. Uh, we read the story with the text and illustrations within the story and kids can follow along as the narrator's reading. But then we ask questions and here's the, the difference between this and, uh, and the Alexa version. Kids can answer on the iPad or an iPhone using either their voice or by just hitting the touch screen. So that's a pretty cool thing. As far as we know, uh, this is the first ever learning application uh, for the iPad and iPhone where kids get to choose. I'm answering with my voice or I'm answering by tapping on the answer. So that's a pretty cool uh, new innovation and, and even filed some patents uh, because we think it's so innovative. Nice. Now, so we can hear stories, but there's other stuff. There's other learning. Actually, on the Alexa skill, uh, in addition to stories, we have math lessons as well as language arts. On the iPad version, we wanted to start with stories. And so the iPad version right now just has the stories, but it has far more stories actually than, uh, than the Alexa version. And that was just based on feedback um, from people who were using it. They really love the stories and the reading comprehension and listening comprehension. And, you know, over time, we'll probably be adding more features to the Bambi Learning uh, iPad app too. Kids get those listening comprehension questions and they also get vocabulary questions. So I know one of them is, what's the definition of surface? I, I won't remember the exact two choices we gave, but it might be to bounce a ball or uh, the top of something like a table. And so kids then can say, they can either just tap on the screen uh, or they could say, you know, the, the surface is the top of something. That's kind of a, also a, a pretty innovative way to learn uh, vocabulary, just being able to say full sentences in context for definitions. So that's a pretty big additional innovation. And spelling? Again, on the Alexa app, we do have that. On the iPad version, we don't yet, but that's something, you know, we'll look at in, in the future, so. Especially if you have the- or Oh yeah, the Echo Show probably. Echo Show, yeah, it's got a screen. My my sister was worried about me living alone, so she got me Alexa and we argue a lot, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can see all the pictures. And then I believe there's also math. That's right, yeah. On the, on the Echo Show version, uh, there's math, so you can go through- uh, Everything from arithmetic, so you know, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. And then we, we also have word problems. So both the arithmetic, but also we might say, you know, which is longer, a bicycle or a car? And so that, that's kind of a, it is a math problem, actually, when kids are younger, learning the differences between longer and shorter and bigger and smaller and taller and shorter and all those things. 
and so uh, and then there's also uh, what we call number sense in the bamboo learning uh, Alexa version, and that's in the number 37. How many tens are there in 37? And so that's you have to say three because there's three tens, threes, three in the tens place. So that's three tens. And so that's number sense uh, within the math as well. So how did this all come about? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So I was at uh, Amazon, you know, local, small, little startup for about (laughs) 12 years. And uh, I actually ran the team that uh, introduced uh, the first Kindle. Uh, and then uh, later on ran the team that created the Echo and Alexa products. What I learned from working on a number of the different Amazon devices is kids really loved uh, interacting with Alexa and particularly younger kids. And so I was just kind of thinking about, you know, I'd made the decision already, uh, this is in 2017, uh, that I'd learned a tremendous amount on Amazon, but it was time for me to move on and, and try something new. And uh, I started thinking about, you know, it'd be really interesting to build some applications for the Alexa uh, devices. I have this incredible friend who I've known um, since the early 1990s named Irina Fine. And uh, Irina actually was born and raised in, in Russia and even, you know, the Soviet Union in, in, in her early years. And I had a business uh, in the Soviet Union uh, actually in Russia, sorry, I, I wasn't there during the Soviet Union days. Irina was the first uh, Russian employee that we hired for the business. She was one of those employees back then that she came in to be a receptionist and translator and everything we asked her to do, she did in about a fifth of the time of anyone else. And then she said, well, what else can I help with? <laughs> so uh, she's very, very smart and did all the finance for the company, uh, wound up being the assistant director, et cetera. So we've been friends since then, and she actually is an expert in education. She's been a teacher, both elementary school kids, high school kids, and even graduate students in education. Uh, she's designed curriculum for schools. And when I started thinking about kids and voice products, and then also how fun it was to work with Irina, we thought, well, maybe we should build these learning applications where kids can use their voice to practice. So we did. And it means uh, because of her background and because of her expertise, it, it really means that every piece of our curriculum, whether it's the reading comprehension, listening comprehension, math, uh, language arts, it all has a foundation based on a, a true educator's understanding of pedagogy and you know how kids learn, how they struggle, how you can get them around um, different learning gaps. And so together we've built the company. I, I'm kind of the, the tech expert, although we've hired a real uh, engineering leader who used to work with me at Amazon. And Irina is the education expert. Uh, and we've had this great journey now for almost four years. We started uh, in January of 2018. So in another month, it'll be four years. And, you know, our passion is creating great applications for kids where they happen to be able to answer using their voice. And now they don't only have to use their voice. They might use, you know, a touchscreen, but we find that kids, a, a great insight. I mean, this just gives you a sense of how Arena and I work together. When we first started thinking about the product, we were, we were trying to figure out, well, should we have voice some of the time and touch other parts of the time? And Arena said, you know what? Kids are smart. 
let kids decide. Just make each answer available, either using touch or using voice, and kids will figure out what's best for them at that moment. And that's great. Like kids should learn in the way that makes the most sense for them. And it might even be the same child when they're tired in the morning, they just want to touch the screen. And then the afternoon, they, they want to use their voice or vice versa, the, you know, even for the same question. And that's fine. That's, that's the way it should be. It's been an incredible journey. We're still in our early days as a company, but uh, we've seen really exciting results working with kids, especially now being on the iPad uh, with Bamboo Learning for the iPad. We think it'll be great for even more families. We actually, I, I didn't mention this, but Lori, we launched this product in over 170 countries. And so it's available all over Europe, throughout Africa, Asia, kids all over the world can be learning. And, and it is in English only, but you know that's okay, at least as a starting point. When I first heard about it and looked into it and signed up for it to see, because I always like to know what I'm talking about and or what you're talking about. <laughs> and I, I wondered what happens at the end of the year when the kids age up? Yeah, great, great question. The fun thing is, you know, it is all self-paced. And so uh, we may find that children start, let's say they're a first grader in September of 2021, and they're going along in Bamboo Learning, and they might be a great speller, let's say, in the Bamboo Learning Alexa skill. And so they actually, by themselves, move to second grade spelling in our application, um, and maybe in math they're still on first grade, which is fine. And so the end of the year rolls around and, and their own ability will have put them in different places in our application, kind of just based on the types of questions they're able to answer and how successful they are. And so in some ways we don't, again, it's sort of let kids figure it out because if they're struggling, they won't advance to the next level as easily. Uh, in the reading comprehension parts and, you know, on the bamboo learning for the iPad, we've made it a little more open so they can really just select books from any, any age range, which, you know, I, I think back on our kids and they were both really good readers. They were also fortunate enough to get Kindle One as I think it was a holiday present to them. There were times they would, even as a fifth grader, they might love a book that they've been reading since they were in second grade. And so they can, you know, in our app, they can just ask for it and uh, either ask for it or tap on the screen and scroll through and find it. So, so what I would say is aging up is not, our, our app is designed for aging up and for kids to age up themselves or for parents to go in and switch the grades up at the end of the year. But one of the things we're looking forward to in the fairly near future actually is working directly with schools on this. And that's kind of a new area for, for me, although Arena's done it. Uh, earlier in her career. And we've been out talking to a number of schools and they do kind of love this ability where let's take a second grade teacher and a second grade teacher might have 25 or 30 or even some schools, 35 kids or more in their classroom. And that presents a challenge for all teachers. And I think most of them are amazing at it. You know, how do you, how do you create a curriculum that's going to work for let's say the child who's a fantastic reader in second grade, but also a curriculum, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for most of the children who, you know, are at the second grade reading level, 
but then some who might still be struggling and, and kind of need to go back and try out the first grade books. Again, with the Bamboo Learning app, the teacher can just say, Naomi, you read these three books. And you know, Naomi doesn't know. She just knows the name of the books. Well, the second grade teacher has selected two third grade books and a fourth grade book because Naomi's a great reader. Maybe Gerald is at second grade level, but he has trouble, let's say, with nonfiction at second grade level. So maybe the teacher assigns two second grade fiction books and then one first grade nonfiction book, just so Gerald can practice, you know, the the nonfiction um, at a vocabulary level that that he can handle. So we'll certainly get even more sophisticated as we work with schools around that idea. You know, we think that it's a huge opportunity for schools. In part, another insight, you know, I, I, I will always defer to ARENA for the education-based insights, but we've really understood for many years that children, especially this elementary uh, age range, learn a lot through conversation. And conversation can happen at school with teachers, but teachers are busy. You know, they have to have conversations with 35 children. That's hard. Or, you know, even 25, that's hard. Parents can have interesting conversations with kids. I remember, again, reading stories to my children they would ask me questions or, or I would ask them questions. And that is conversational learning. But we know that adults are busy and probably more busy now than ever, whether those are teachers or parents. And so this will never be a substitute for parents or teachers, but the idea that children can engage in conversational learning with a device is something that we think is really innovative, really interesting. So here they are with the Bamboo Learning iPad app, listening to a story from a professional narrator. This, the story sounds fantastic. There's sound effects, but then there's questions. And that question starts a conversation with that child. So they are actually doing conversational-based learning, uh, many, in many cases, for the first time ever, without a person being on the other side of that conversation. I love that. It seems to me, and I could be wrong, most schools are using Chromebooks. What we have learned through our research is it's very much age dependent. And so what we've seen is certainly kindergarten through second or third grade. It depends on the district. It depends on the part of the country. Kindergarten through second or third grade are actually all using iPads. They and the are. Older, the older kids, third, fourth, fifth grade on up tend to be more Chromebooks. And in fact, as part of the pandemic uh, relief, we have some data that 80%, 80%, so four out of every five kids in public school, in kindergarten through, I believe, second grade, were given an iPad by the school either in 2020 or 2021. So that's a lot of students uh, that we're going to be able to offer this product to. And, and Laura, you're absolutely right about the older kids definitely Chromebooks. And that's, you know, as we're thinking about expanding our uh, device support, that might be something we do in the future for the, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth graders. But for right now, getting on the iPad opens this up uh, to a huge number of students. And what we've also seen is that pattern where the school gives the child the iPad 
they take it home, they're doing work at it on home, sorry, they're doing work at home using the iPad, and then they bring it back to school and they might continue some of that work. Or, you know, there's a group activity and maybe a child has done really well and they can move on. Well, they might have some alone time with maybe with our app, you know, in the corner at school and could use headphones or don't even have to with the iPad version. So we're, we're very optimistic that, again, particularly for the slightly five through probably nine-year-olds, uh, which is two-thirds of our target audience, uh, most of them in public school will actually have received a new iPad. So that's, that's encouraging. So you've been going for four years and like two years in is when COVID hit. How did COVID impact or change what you were doing? A few different ways. I mean, one, uh, we had a tremendous outpouring of, of, of interest, uh, you know, a spike in usage. Um, also, uh, just the stories we would hear from families. I mean, we've had, we've had parents chat with us and say, you you saved my life. I mean, we we hopefully we don't, hopefully we're not going back to this. But you know, the first few months of having kids at home, everyone was struggling. The schools were struggling to sort of do anything online with the kids, especially this younger, like five, six, seven, eight, nine year olds. Um, parents were struggling because all of a sudden, you know, they're used to being at work in an office. It's it's. I mean, it can be a little distracting, but it's not as distracting as having your seven year old say. I can't log into my school. <laughs> so, so we really had a lot of parents say to us, you've saved my life. You've made it possible that, you know, I know they're on their device and they're learning something and I can get some work done. You guys have great stories and great math problems, things like that. So that the, the, the anecdotes, the stories from families have been tremendous I think the other thing that's happened, I mean, this, you know, for our business, this is a very interesting time right now as part of um, the American Rescue Plan. You know, there've been so many of these government plans. The American Rescue Plan was one of the first ones and it was trillions of dollars, but they allocated $125 billion for schools, which, you know, I have to say that's, that's great. And about $20 billion of that was allocated to help kids catch up from the lost learning. That's a lot of funding for schools. Yeah. And so we do think that part of that funding, again, because kids are self-paced using the Bamboo Learning app, they can go as fast as they can or at whatever pace is appropriate for them. We think it's going to be really attractive to schools because they've got the sector funding. They don't have to use it with the kids in the classroom. It can be at home or in the classroom. And so it's very flexible. And, the, and really, the adults don't have to intervene. I mean, there's set up one minute, and then adults never have to look at it again, and they can know their kids are learning. Um, so that's, I think that's a longer-term impact on our business and also just on, on what families are able to do with, our, with, with the Bamboo Learning app and the Bamboo Learning Alexa skill. I feel like this app is a great extension also into summer because there's always the summer reading, but everything else can kind of get lost. And so for them to be able to keep, I mean, this is fun. So they're going to be hearing stories, but also maybe doing math and spelling, and it's going to be fun. And they may continue through the summer. Kids got behind over COVID. And so maybe it'll kind of perpetuate that continued learning, even though they still have to take the summer off. 
Yeah, no, that I, I mean, we absolutely believe that. Um, and then not to mention, uh, although the holidays are should be a time of family, um, and it is, you know, I think all of us are looking forward to spending time with our families, especially, you know, the, the kids in this age range. But there are busy times for the adults more than ever during the holidays. And it, it, kids can be playing video games. I get it. You know, everyone needs to decompress and that's fine. Um, our kids did at this time of year. But also there may be times when kids want to listen to a story and they can not only listen to a story, but keep their comprehension active and their vocabulary active uh, quite easily during uh, both this holiday time and absolutely, Lori, during the summer. Uh, we've definitely seen that. We've seen some of our greatest usage has actually been in June, certain years, I think because school is over, but also maybe the summer camps and things like that hadn't started yet. And so it's a good way for, for kids to not complete. They're, they're, I think schools call this the summer slump. Yeah. I remember being in grade school and especially in math, we'd come back, you know, let's say I was a brand new fourth grader, nine years old, all excited. And then we get to math and our teacher's like, remember this last year? And everyone's like, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, so the, the teacher would have to go back like a month from the end of third grade to, and they knew that, I mean, they, you know, they yeah. would, but that summer slump is real. We're hopeful that kids who are using the Bamboo Learning app, it will have maybe no slump or much less of one than, uh, than maybe some of the other kids and kids should be out playing and doing, you know, whatever they sh should be also in the summer. We, we, you know, we're realistic. We believe in that, but, uh, but you know, summers are long. And so uh, those rainy days, especially this might be a fun uh, app to keep kids educated, but also entertained. And stories are so important. I mean, there's no shortage of movies and things like that, but stories and reading stories is something that I think, any of us at an older age don't want to see the younger generation lose. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think, again, I'm leaning on Arena for this part uh, as well. She has worked really closely with some of our publisher partners. Uh, you may be familiar with Highlights Magazine, and, and the publisher uh, is named Highlights for Children. Well, they actually publish a number of books that are in our product, in the Bamboo Learning app. And so stories like there's one called Counting Stars, and there's some favorite highlights for children characters named Peppy Parrot and Spunky Monkey, and they're out counting stars. Uh, and kids get to use their own imagination about what it would be like to be in the rainforest counting stars uh, themselves. Uh, one of our favorite characters, especially when we're working really hard, uh, and maybe we run into a software bug that we had to fix, there's a, there's a book called Davy Duck's Grumpy Day. <laughs> and uh, when we and, and the reason Davy Duck, I'll, I don't want to have a spoiler here, but that the main reason Davy Duck is grumpy is he wants to play baseball and it's raining. So you can imagine how grumpy Davy Duck would get, but you can follow the adventures of Davy Duck. We get grumpy when we have a software bug that's hard to fix. So we, every once in a while, we use this tool called Slack uh, for our development process. And every once in a while, there'll be this note in Slack that says grump. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we know that somebody's working on a hard problem. But the other thing Arena did, in addition to the uh, partnership with Highlights, uh, there's some incredible folk tales from different cultures, from like Peru, China, India, uh, Zimbabwe. So 
you know, there are a wide range of stories, I think, encouraging children's imagination. I would venture to say that the best way to do it is, is through literature. I remember even, you know, I worked very closely with Jeff Bezos. Uh, I was his, uh, what's known as a technical advisor. I was the only person following him around for uh, an entire year to every single meeting. And did you get um, to go to space? I didn't get to go to space. I'm a little nervous. That's a whole different story that, that we could talk about. This was before Jeff, he was thinking about going to space and he knew he would get there himself. But one of the things I just remember him saying about books, and as you, it's hard to remember this, but there was a time that Amazon was only a bookstore. But Jeff said, one of the great things about literature, one of the great things about books is you get to live other people's lives vicariously. And I just thought that was so poignant. That's true. Yeah. Some of the books we read as adults or children, we're vicariously experiencing something that we couldn't otherwise experience. And you know, it's not special effects and lasers shooting at you. It's all in your mind. It's right. all in your mind. And you get to imagine what it's like. Yeah. Uh, so I think I do think that that reading literature and even nonfiction child may go online and choose something. But if they have an assortment, a hundred to choose from, they're specifically going to be some of the old stories, the things that are history or whatever that the kids are going to be kind of guided to that they might not otherwise choose. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I mean, one of my fun experience in, in, in developing this product. Uh, for whatever reason, I always love that story, Three Billy Goats Gruff. That's a great story. Like there's a, the first Billy Goat goes over the bridge, trip, trap, trip, trap. And, you know, there's a troll under the bridge. And actually, as you know, in Seattle, up, mm -hmm. up in Fremont, Mm -hmm. Right under the bridge is a troll. And then when we took our kids there after reading the three Billy Goats Gruff, there are other stories with trolls under the bridge too. But actually that one, eventually they added little Billy Goats along the trail. I don't know if you've seen that. Laurie, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, so, but I always loved that story. I didn't grow up in Seattle, but I loved that story. So I, I think I loved the Fremont troll even more because of the story. I said to Arena, we have to put three Billy Goats Gruff in our collection. And so that's a great old classic. So if somebody wants to check this out, all they've got to do is go to. The easiest is probably the Apple app store um, mm -hmm. that we all have on our iPads and iPhones. And you just search for bamboo learning um, and it'll come right up. There'll be a Panda. Um, we didn't talk much about our Panda, but the Panda is, is the main icon. It's a Panda with a green background and it'll say bamboo learning on it. If you're just looking for information about the company, our website is www.bamboolearning.com. Pretty straightforward, you know, just all one word, bamboolearning.com, and you can find us. And that way you can find more information about the Bamboo Learning app, information about the Bamboo Learning Alexa skills, Irina's background. If you're an educator and want to know that we're building something that really is right for your students, uh, you can learn all about Arena's background, my background, and other articles that have been written. We had a nice write-up in GeekWire uh, just uh, about a week ago. So there's a bunch of articles that have been written about us. We've also won five different awards. Uh, really? From the industry, yeah. Best education voiced appli voice application two years in a row from a group called Project Voice. There's also the Webbies, which have been around for twenty-five over 25 years. 
Those are kind of the, people say they're the Academy Awards of the internet. Although we didn't win uh, Webby's, it's very competitive. One category we're comp competing against, I think one of the late night shows and Disney and PBS Kids and all that. But we were honored by the Webby's in two categories, one year and one category last year. It's like honorable mention. You didn't win, but we thought you were good enough to uh, make a point of you guys. So that was really incredibly gratifying too. So, you know, we, we feel good about the work we're doing and we do have that uh, external validation from the awards we've won. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. It's always a pleasure to spend some time with you. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.